Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. Happy April Fool's Day to you. Hope you're having a fun and productive April Fool's Day doing whatever it is you're doing. Putting cellophane on the toilet bowl, putting the plastic spider on the teacher's chair. Whatever the kids do these days on the April Fool's Day, I don't know what it is. Um, showing up to class with a shaved head, telling people you got terminal brain cancer. Not a good move. It's not nice. I was never a big participant in the April Fool's Day festivities, uh, which is weird. It's it's right in my wheelhouse. Nothing I love more than than fucking with people, right? Watching them react and then springing the good news on them that hey, it's gonna be all right. This is I was just fucking with you, ha 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 ha, right? And watch the wave of relief wash over their face and then it slowly turns to unbridled rage as they ponder the fact that you have wasted a good chunk of their of their day riddled with anxiety and or dread um you know april fool's day you know (laughs) no i never participated in it though um not because i i didn't didn't want to but it just seemed too predictable. You know, I always second-guessed myself. I'd get all the stuff ready to go, and then, nah, they're going to see this coming. Stop short. Wait till New Year's Day or Eve. You know, wait till people's defenses are down. They're in an honest mood, right? They'll never see it coming. I was at Christmas uh Excuse me as I drink a drink of my coffee. Hope that wasn't disgusting and slurpy there in the microphone. Um, Christmas this year with the fam. And uh, my sister tells me that on New Year's Eve one year, I told her that the family dog had died. <laughs> That's not It's not good. Um, I don't remember it, you know. But that does sound like something I would have said when I was 11. You know, dog, Muggsy. You know Muggsy? Yeah, our dog. Turns out he's no longer living. Never going to see him again. I'm not sure that's how I worded it. Could have been something to that effect. Not good. Don't don't do that. Don't do It's not nice. And they will just harbor resentment for you and not even bring it up until you're in your mid-30s. Or, or later. <laughs> All right. But hope, anyway, April Fool's is a... Um, by the way, you apologize for that, but it's, it's when you apologize for something you don't remember when you're 11, are you really apologizing? Are you really saying, sorry for that, kid. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, but yeah, that's... Muggsy turns out totally alive. Totally alive for another... Probably 10 years. I think he was taken out by the arthritis. I'm not sure what it was. But isn't it tragic watching a dog age? Because it, it happens so quickly, you know? And it's what we're going through on some level, no matter what age you are. You're, you're, you're you know, going through the stages. You see it with a dog condensed in 10 to 15 years. And everybody swears off getting a new dog. For at least a year after their their dog dies, I never again, never going through that harrowing 
experience again. Watching a loved one slowly die in your arms. Not Probably not a, an experience you're looking forward to. But then you see a puppy, right? You're like, huh? Hey, it's a puppy. Maybe, uh, maybe by that time they'll invent a, a, a serum that keeps dogs alive forever. Or at least longer than me. Shouldn't your dog bury you? <laughs> and so then you buy the you buy the dog, and another tragedy awaits. Um, boy, this is starting a down on a downer. Starting down on a downer. We don't want to talk about dead dogs. The point is, Muggsy was fine. He had a full and healthy life. Yeah, he was a rat terrier, you know, uh, which sounds like a horrible kind of dog. Anytime you name an animal. Uh, a rat, anything, you just think, ugh. But it's not because they look like rats or act like rats. Who would want that dog? They call them rat terriers because they basically tear the shit out of rats. At least that's, that's what they were bred to do. Things were so boring in the 1800s, there was no electricity. Think about how crazy that would be. No, I mean, we, ta- we take computers and the internet for granted, but think about electricity like when night comes it's just dark like there might be a fire somewhere you might have a lantern but in general it's fucking dark you know it's scary and boring it was so boring they would have dogs murder rodents and they would bet on which dog would murder the most rodents sounds that's how you just while away the day right I guess not the day, probably the night. Go to the pub, throw a few pints back. They were still calling them pints back then. You know, they came over from from Europe. Jolly old England. They were still calling them pints. Before the ounces really seeped in to the American consciousness. You throw back a few pints and then you get a little bored. Billiards was probably, I don't know, brand new. Maybe old, I don't know. But there wasn't a lot of billiard tables. They, they were expensive. It wasn't shit to do. Maybe you had a dartboard. And your friend Jimmy Jojo is like, hey, that bet lot fucking dogs eating mice and shit in a pen. Want to bet which fucking dog is going to? You'd be like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to bet. I just want to witness. So you go over and you witness the dogs murdering all these vermin. Put them in a sack, in a burlap sack, and then they'd open the sack up, and all these little mice would run out, and the the dogs would rip them to shreds. But five minutes into it, you're looking at it, the other dogs, you're looking at all the contestants, and suddenly you're an NBA general manager, you're a scout, suddenly you know what constitutes an effective rat murderer. You're looking at these dogs, well, this one has good... Uh, front paws that's good for pinning them down Uh, this one has good thick neck i know you need to use your neck muscles to shake uh, the mouse to death i bet he's gonna oh dark horse candidate little short little on the short side looks small but people aren't gonna see him coming it's actually an advantage you're closer to the ground you start talking yourself into that shit next thing you know you're 700 dollars down right you're in debt uh serfdom you got to go home and explain to your wife how you lost the family farm, like why you guys now have to move out into a debtor's camp. She's like, how? Did, how? 
How? Jim, how did you lose the money? How? She's hitting you on the chest, slapping you. Tell me. Tell me you were robbed. Tell me you invested in something. You have to look her in the eye and tell her the truth. I bet on canines murdering rodents. I thought it was a, I thought I saw an in. I thought I saw a way for us as a family to better ourselves, to move on up, to maybe buy another plot of land. I thought I was the one person who had the talent to know which dogs are better at murdering rodents compared to other dogs. And I decided to go all in, Sarah. I went all in, Sarah. I bet the house. And now at least we have each other. Right? And that's when her face slowly changes, droops down, and you realize the truth. You realize you're not in it together. She's leaving you. And that's, at that very point, that's when you blurt out, April Fools! Right? Then it's all okay. <laughs> She'll get a big laugh out of it. She'll say, oh, you. You always, you and your ruses. For a second there, I thought we were destitute. For a second there, I thought we were going to have to suck on grandma's nipples for milk, like out of grapes of wrath. For a second there, I thought our entire lives were in shambles, but it was all a ruse. Oh, you, you cad, you scamp. So, happy April Fool's. Um, you guys sick of hearing about Will Smith? You guys, everybody has an opinion on Will Smith. Except for Will Smith, apparently. Everybody has a fucking opinion on this. This million, I guess a millionaire slapped another millionaire because he had made fun of a different millionaire. And all the other millionaires were like, wow, that's not... But the millionaire went and sat down and then people argue about it. You know, it reminds me of... Remember when Britney Spears and Madonna French kissed at the VMAs? I think it was the VMAs. Double check me on that. They, they French kissed at the VMAs. It was just like a random came out of nowhere. You right? And then people, for the next week, that's all they talked about. You know? And the idea that it was like pre-orchestrated, that it was staged, was not entertained whatsoever. It was like, what are you, come on, of course they French kissed. They were caught up in the moment. They're two sexy ladies. That's what sexy ladies do when they get that close to one another. They just have to French kiss one another in front of cameras for ratings. It was totally impromptu. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, maybe that was a long fuck time ago. Um, and then there was a Super Bowl one year. I think it was 2003, maybe four. It was a halftime show. Justin Timberlake sitting up there dancing right behind uh, Janet Jackson. And he ripped off her uh, shirt. Um, and then her titty uh, spilled out, and it was the biggest news story in the world. The world had to stop for a week and analyze and dissect what an exposed titty meant to the society at large. All the think pieces and the how oh so serious people. It was fucking crazy, and nobody thought that it was like prearranged. No, that never came up for the first week. Later, of course, it's obvious it was, I mean, she had a 
She had a star on her nipple. And that's the other thing. It wasn't really a naked breast because the nipple was covered. Right? My understanding is you can have the most scantily clad bikini, but as long as that string is wide enough to hide your nipple, you know, when your skin changes color, not even to the tip, the piece that sticks out. I just mean the piece around it where it starts to change color. As long as that's covered, you're good. Titty flesh is okay because we, we grandfathered it in because of the cleavage. You know, you could show cleavage from the fucking 40s probably. You could show a little crease, the butt crack of the chest. That was okay. So if you can see that part of the flesh, you can see all parts of the flesh, but just not the nipple. Anyway, that happened, and it turned out that was orchestrated. But now this time, this slap was not orchestrated clearly. They were not acting whatsoever, everybody agrees. There's no motivation at all for the Oscars to want people to talk about the Oscars, especially after a year that saw their ratings plummet to public access channel levels. Now, there's no... The Oscars has no history of ever doing publicity stunts to get interest, right? So people, people are like crazy. They're like it, it's not stage. It could have been stage. What are you talking about? It's like it happened literally on a stage. It's on a stage. The staged thing. It's on a stage. And then they're like, no, no, no. Because uh, his reaction, because when Will Smith went to sit back down, you could you could tell he was mad. He was yelling out, get your wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth, right? But it's like he was there in the building. The reason he was there was to accept an award for best actor. Like, maybe he's acting. You know, if you're going to have a guy act out a publicity stunt maybe go with the best one go with the best one go with the best actor so the best actor walks up to chris rock after kind of a lame joke it wasn't even offensive and it wasn't even terribly funny gi jane what kind of reference is that that's the other thing that kind of made me suspicious it wasn't a good joke they knew there was something coming after that so they burned a shitty joke with like a 25 year old reference to a movie that wasn't even top 10 box office it was a forgettable movie gi jane it was a stretch it wasn't a good joke and will smith walks up chris rock hands behind his back leans in like a porn star for a money shot starts to grimace in preparation for the clearly rehearsed shitty slap that Will Smith administered and then smugly turned around and walked back to his seat. You know? And it's like, who slaps or punches somebody and then turns away and just walks away? Unless you know they're not going to do something back. And then Chris Rock, you know, he had his... Lying, lying in his pocket. His line was, uh, this is the best night of Oscar night ever. Uh, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Now, it was clearly a slap. I'm not saying it wasn't a slap. Clearly, it was a slap. But Chris Rock saw it coming. He made contact. Any professional wrestler who watches that is like, yeah, that's a clear fucking giveaway. You know? 
and then then Will Smith walks back and then yells out like in a he really overly enunciates it so everybody can read his lips. Get your get my wife's name out of your mother fucking who the fuck talks that way when they're especially when they're super angry. The whole thing was embarrassing, and we're still, I don't know what day, it's April Fool's right now. As of now, everybody, like, if you suggest that it was staged, it's like cuckoo talk. Cuckoo, cuckoo, it's like, what, they orchestrated? All Half the images coming out of Ukraine are fake. CNN lied about the Syrian gas shit and fucking had a six-year-old actor do a prearranged interview about Assad's gas. It sounds so crazy. Look it up. CNN. They lie about everything. But the Oscars, when all the actors are gathered around a stage. Now, everything that happens there is impromptu. It's like, why would they do that? What's in it for Will Smith? Well, Will Smith has been getting shit for having a, a, a open marriage and being a cuck. Right, and they sold it to Will Smith. Hey, Will, we're gonna give you best actor tonight, but here's the thing: we really want you to do something to really increase our ratings and, and also uh, perpetuate some racial stereotypes at the same time normalizing uh, violence against comedians. Can you do that for us? And also, here's what it's gonna do for you, Will: it's gonna make you a man who stands up for his woman. Because right now they're calling you a pussy, man. They're calling you a cuck. They're saying you're not a real man. So you gotta show you're a real man by getting up there and when he disgraces and disparages your wife you go up there and just slap him go walk back and you yell some shit will you yell some strong manly shit at him to show the academy to show the people at home who's really a man who supports his woman yes are you ready will all right i think i could do that sure chris rock here's what's in it for you you're going to come across like a champion because you're going to you're going to recover quickly. You're going to have poise, and you're really going to it's, – it's going to hurt a little bit, but you're going to see it coming. Here, we'll, we'll show you how to absorb it. Um, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, oh you, you don't want to do it? Okay, I, we'll find another host. Oh, you don't want to do it? I guess we'll give best actor to what the fuck's his name from that what the fuck movie, okay? Well, we have other people to do this. And that whole shit – the whole thing is fucking obviously staged. It's embarrassing to watch people taking this shit seriously. Jeez, I feel like I'm first grade again. Santa Claus is coming. No, he's not, motherfucker. They're lying to you. The whole thing is a fucking conspiracy to control your behavior. They're all in on it. The media, the teachers, the parents, your fucking preacher, your priest. They're all lying to you about Santa fuck Claus. He doesn't exist. Not at all. That's not true. Maybe they exaggerate. Maybe there's like seven of them or ten of them, but it's not like the whole thing's a lie. Fuck you. The whole thing's a fucking lie. You know, it's like that shit, you know? Like the Iraq War. COVID. 9-11. Ukraine, Syria, this whole shit, what the fuck is real? I ask you, on this April Fool's Day, how fitting, you know? What the fuck is real? You think this is the one real thing? <clears throat> and, you know, why am I even talking about it? That's the other thing. I get pissed off when other people talk about it. I'm like, well, stop talking about it, man. They're just distracting us from the real issues. There's a genocide in Yemen. It's like, but here I am, 20 minutes in, what the fuck have I been talking about? This thing. This silly thing. I'm not mad about it either. I would do it. It's a publicity stunt. Fuck them. It's funny. If people are dumb enough to believe it, let them believe it. Nobody's really getting hurt. Um, 
except for it is kind of creepy how the war against comedy the last 10 15 years first with the self censorship the so called cancel culture with which may or may not be overblown but there is something to it there's something in the air that is making people watch what the fuck they say there hasn't been a good comedy made uh, from a major studio in how many fucking years like we don't there's no uh, offensive risque shit anymore everybody's asshole is puckering up and that's not a good thing uh, when tyrannies are being erected right that's the last that's the last line of defense when anyway we start there now it seems like this thing is subtly being used to normalize the idea of physically assaulting somebody who makes a joke okay you know who hates comedy and ridicule more than anybody Tyrants and people who are full of shit. People who follow tyrants and tyrants hate jokes. They hate humor. They hate it. Their only experience with humor is being on the receiving end. They're incapable of making their own jokes. And their absurd thoughts and absurd actions make them the frequent target of ridicule. The war on comedy is not good. It's not good. It's our last line of defense. They already did it with journalism. It used to be, you know, they're well. They're not going to lie to us. The powers that be aren't going to, you know, totally lie to us because there's journalists out there who will show the truth. That shit has been compromised for probably longer than I even realize. So we're going to slap comedians for making a joke about what? I mean, if Ricky Gervais's remember when he was shitting on Hollywood like that? If anybody was pissed those jokes were way more cutting the jokes were better to be honest but they were more cutting than anything fucking uh chris rock said nobody slapped his ass um they couldn't have gotten away with it it had to have been the perfect situation where you got a guy accused of being a cuck and a lady whose honor he has to defend and so there's this subtle Maybe it's my imagination, but if you look at a lot of media reports and legacy media and how this is being framed by the blue check marks on Twitter, it seems to be like we're supposed to side with Will Smith. <laughs> it's like, how can you, I don't know how you can be more off than thinking that people would ever, that is insane. I don't think Will Smith even real. I think they sold it to him like people were going to rally behind him and they're trying to get people to rally behind him. But this isn't good for his career. You, you don't go around. You're a grown-ass man. You're going to slap a guy? It's so fucking stupid. If it was in a bar, it would be a bad look. Like if they were drunk at a dive bar, it would be. A, but you're in fucking tuxedos on national television at the Oscars. You're millionaires. You're doing good. You're doing fine. What? She had alopecia so she doesn't have hair. Oh, boo. There's a lot of people that get made fun. How about we make fun of short men? Short men and guys with small hands. How, how come they're fair game, I ask you? Right? You can't make fun of somebody for being bald. Get the fuck out of here. It's a roast. It's a comedian. Physical assault is the answer. What kind of message is this sending? Whatever happened to the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me generation. They turned everything into a microaggression, which is just a fancy word for not an aggression. Aggression? Can't talk. It's not an aggression. 
if he came up to him individually when it wasn't a comic setting and said that, maybe, maybe. But even then, I'm like, come on, man. You're a grown-ass man. You don't just slap a motherfucker. He's giving a speech. He's giving a joke. Okay, we get it, Matt. We've heard this fucking take from a hundred other people. You're not breaking new ground. On to the next subject matter. I mean, I could see if it was like like he, he slapped him with a white glove and challenged him to a duel. That would be gentlemanly, okay? That would be a badass move. A nice, polite, dismissive slap to the face with a white glove challenge you to a duel outside. You better be carrying iron. Right? Or if he had slapped him with the back of his hand, right? Because the back of the hand is much more dismissive. You're just saying, ah, you're, you're not even worth me uh, swiping at you. I'm just going to backhand you like a fly. Chris Rock turned the other cheek. I'll give him credit. He turned the other cheek. That's what Jesus meant. He didn't mean be a pussy. Right? He didn't say, like, if you if somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek because uh, just bend over and take it. That's not what he meant. He meant if somebody slaps you with their hand, their palm, turn your other cheek so they have to come at you again. But they have to do it the opposite way, right? So if they slap you dismissively, turn the other cheek so they have to come back you and slap you. It's hard to articulate, but I think I can speak for Jesus. All right. I have no segue for the next topic. I'm going to go turkey hunting. So I've been working on my turkey calls, my turkey impersonations. You thought that was a fucking hen, didn't you? Doesn't that sound like a hen? Turkey hen trying to get laid, walking around, eating shit off the ground, trying to get the attention of some Tom. Tom is a male turkey for all you non-turkey people out there, you know? Pretty good. Getting pretty good at the turkey call. Because all these turkey hunters, they think they're so badass. They'll come in with a fucking shotgun, a decoy. They'll have a fucking ground blind, basically a tent. And they just sit there basically camping, waiting for a bird to walk by within 10 feet. And they blast their head off with a goddamn shotgun. And they call them in with their machines man they have like slates that they scratch or a crystal or a diaphragm they put in their mouth fuck all that i'm gonna get me a turkey with a bow no blind no call just my own fucking voice and an arrow that's all i'm gonna do right and when i kill that fucking turkey no one's ever gonna hear the end of it ever right I'll just bring it up. I'll just shoehorn it in to any conversation that has nothing to do with turkeys. Hey, this this fried chicken sure hits the spot. Yeah, not as good as that motherfucking turkey I murdered in the Pennsylvania public land forest with no bird call, no gun, no decoy, no blind. Not as good as that fucking bird. And they'll be like, okay, anyway, man, the fried chicken from Popeye's is much better than KFC, but but not as good as... Fucking turkey McNuggets, homemade. From You talk about free range. Yeah, they tell you it's free range, but these are wild turkeys, man. Called in with my fucking voice. 
You know, you don't practice that on the trains, by the way. City folk don't understand the turkey call when you're on a subway practicing. They assume you're schizophrenic. And what's great about New York, though, is nobody cares. They'll still sit next to you. I can sit in the J train third car and sit there with people all around me looking all respectable, sitting down, and I can just look straight ahead and go, and everybody looks at me like, hmm, whatever. He's. In fact, they would judge me more if they knew that I was a hunter practicing my turkey call. That would incite their wrath much more than a, a schizophrenic who may or may not murder one of them uh, just because the voices in my head said so. That's how, you know, New Yorkers are tolerant of that shit, but God forbid you hunt your own food or attempt to. Because who's kidding who? Am I going to succeed on this chaotic journey with no turkey call, no gun, no blind, no decoy? No problem. Here's what's fucked up about Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Speaking of hunting, like, I understand a lot of things about Pennsylvania. I vibe with Pennsylvania. You know, I understand the Amish to a certain degree. I dig it. I understand the fuck you standoffishness of the Philadelphia metro area. I understand the slightly obese, eating too much, too many cheesesteak contingency. But what I don't understand about Pennsylvania is why it is illegal to hunt on Sundays. What the hell is up? You cannot hunt. It's illegal to hunt on Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's your own land. Right, you got your own fucking land, and you want to hunt a goddamn deer? Nope, it's Sunday. It's the day of our Lord. No hunting on Sundays here in Pennsylvania. I don't know why I'm doing a Massachusetts accent, um, but tell me how, why? Give me the logic. Now I get like public parks. Let's give the hikers a day, right? Let's give them a day where we can guarantee you're not going to get your face blown off by a rifle. Sure. Fair enough. I get that. But to make a blanket rule, no hunt, no hunting anywhere on Sunday. Not even on hunting grounds that don't have picnickers or hikers or whatever the fuck kayakers are pretending to do. No. Nowhere can you. It's like liquor in, in, in uh, Minnesota. No liquor on Sundays. It's not like less animals are going to get harvested. You're just going to reschedule your day for another time. There's still the same number of tags. But here's what kills me. <clears throat> There's three exceptions to the rule. On Sunday, you are allowed to hunt crows, coyotes, and foxes, which is bullshit if you're a coyote fox or crow. What the? That's like saying you, you three assholes. You guys are are fair game. Literally, you guys are literally fair game, because we don't like you. Fuck you. That's why. It's a bad beat. And you know what? What's funny is, the three most intelligent species of animal, so far as we can tell, on land in North America, are crows, coyotes. And foxes, it's debatable, you know, how do you measure intelligence? But crows display some 
insane amount of intelligence. Recently, there's been reports of crows purposely dropping rocks onto solar panels, like, you know, solar panels on roofs of houses, which is kind of creepy. It's like, why would some experts are saying that they might be playing games, like some kind of weird version of tic-tac-toe? Whatever it is, I think it's they're just working for big oil. Are there, uh, that or they're like, like crows are the goths of the birds, and so they hate hippies. Like, get the fuck out of here with your solar panels, your granola-eating hippies, shh, psh, dropping rocks. And coyotes, they're really creepily smart. They're in every American city, but they manage to hide and keep it on the down low. That's how smart they are. They're like super intelligent wolves. They're wolves but smaller live more independently. They're like nerds of the wolf canine family, right? You know about foxes pretending to be crazy, right? You're not crazy fox. You're crazy like a fox. And so we can hunt them on Sunday. But not the other animals, the dumb ones. Oh, you're, you're a stupid animal. You're a deer. You don't know what the fuck anything is. You're fair. You're protected. You're protected on Sunday. Is this just another example of the rampant anti <laughs> Oh, fuck. I was doing so well until I tripped on my own tongue. Another example of the rampant anti-intellectualism plaguing our culture. If you're a smart animal, you can you get killed any day of the fucking week. But whatever, uh, I'm going to write my congressman and ask him why I can't hunt on Sunday. I'm going to word it just like that. I'm going to say I, not we. I'm going to be so self-centered. Why can't I hunt on Sunday? Oh, go right ahead. You can. Oh, thank you. Doesn't make... What's the deal with hunting on Sunday? I mean, most guys don't have but two days off a week. If you're lucky. Shit, most days I got... I work six days a week. Some weeks. So I got one day off is Sunday. You're telling me my one day off, I can't hunt? If we're going to take a day off the week from hunting, let it be Monday. Let it be Monday. Let the hikers take off work, leave work early, show up in their little gear, and walk around aimlessly in the goddamn woods with no purpose in life other than experiencing nature. You are nature, man. Um... Why'd I turn to David Tell right there? You are nature, man. Um, uh, funny enough, I didn't sound like him when I tried to sound like him. Anyway, so I'm going to be hunting uh, in May, trying to get a turkey. This will be my first turkey ever. Never shot a, a turkey before. I think I've shared this on the podcast two years ago. My first attempt in South Dakota yielded nothing. Had a brush, a, a brief run-in with a pheasant. It was out of season, though. Didn't didn't even think about pulling the trigger or the bow, whatever the fuck I had in my hand. All right, I'm rambling. Hey, don't forget to check out, if you need some fucking edibles, and why do I say fucking too much? I don't know. It's a tick. If you need some cannabis edibles whether for medicinal purposes or recreational and you want to make them yourself with your own product that you can dose to your own preference and you know it's up to your standard of quality you got to check out 
Baba G DIY Edible Kits. If you go to OregonBaba.com, they got candy molds, candy mixers that you can utilize to make your own uh, gummy edibles at home. Um, again, that's OregonBaba.com. Also, check out my buddy Stan if you need any kind of logo design, creative um, graphic design, particularly if you're into cornhole. You know, corn, there's a different word for the game depending on what region you're in. I grew up calling it cornhole. Um, on the East Coast, I believe they call it bags. You know, you got the bean bags, you throw it in the hole. Um, not a funner way to spend a 4th of July drunken day than some fucking cornhole. Am I right? Well, this guy, he can design custom bags. So if you have like a business you want to get advertised or whatever, uh, check them out, whether it's the boards or bags at Wisink Creative on any social media platform or email the man himself at Stan Wisink. That's W I S S I N K at gmail.com. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Thanks for listening this week, guys. You guys have a great rest of your week, rest of the month, whatever it is. And until we chat next time, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Bye bye.